Hi, I'm Alex Terranova, and welcome to season one of the Trailblazers of Coaching, a group of what we might call the founders of the coaching profession. Our goal, to introduce you to some of the leaders of this rapidly growing industry and to provide history, advice, training, and some humor for all the future Trailblazers of Coaching. Your host in season one is Christopher McCullough, master certified coach, founder of Accomplishment Coaching, and a leader in the field since 1996. Joining Christopher in season one are Rich Maxwell, a professional certified coach and leader in the field since 1996. Dr. Don R. Booz, an author, professional certified coach, master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming with a background in marriage and family therapy. Larry Williamson, a master certified coach and author, and Dr. Patrick Williams, an author, speaker, master certified coach, and psychologist turned executive coach. Welcome to the Trailblazers of Coaching. Chapter six, language. One of the things dear to my heart as a, as a grammar Nazi for a lot of years <laughs> is, um, is the change in pronouns, right? People now introduce themselves. My name is Lee and my pronouns are I'm with you. I know Thanks. exactly what you're talking about. Thanks. So there are people, it is a movement to do that to, so that people can have more um, clarity and uh, communication about gender identity, especially when it's not. And, mm -hmm. and it can be a challenge. I mean, I had somebody that presented. In my eyes, they looked very female who said, my pronouns are he, his, and him. And I was, it's a challenge to say what is not your training, right? right? If somebody mm -hmm. looks too much, or what you're getting visually reinforced, right? Exactly, like a woman that has all the you know attributions of a woman, but says, "Please address me as him." It's a challenge. Yep. Now, I've also been privileged to work with some people uh, through our school who are either transgender or gender fluid or non-binary gender, and so I have learned a bit from their gender sharing about the pain it is to be misgendered. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody kept coming up to you and mm -hmm. saying, ma'am, can I get you anything? You know, you'd be like, that's offensive or that hurts my feelings or something, right? And yeah. that's their experience too, or the experience this person shared. All of this to say, I have a point of view, which is in this world where people introduce themselves, my name is mm -hmm. Quinn and my pronouns are he, him, and his. Um, I have a point of view, which is, I have trouble remembering your name. Mm -hmm. I am never going to remember your pronouns. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like it's just not so just, just thinking. Like, correct me in the moment, but I'm not going to remember this for a while. Right? And, and yet at the same time, it seems very important to people, right? So we can identify both the importance of not misgendering someone, but at the same time, you know, I met this person one time, or I met them and they told me their name, I'm trying to remember, it starts with a Q, I can't remember, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it makes me think that perhaps the future is best in a world of they, right? Where we don't binary gender people, but we also don't have to remember everybody's specifics. Hmm. Any comments about this? I mean, you're making too much of a deal, it's probably article. No, it's kind of my point earlier, but the human mind tries to simplify it to get that complex to yeah, make it manageable. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm like you. I just I was, you know, and to a degree still am, although I'm getting better at it. It's not being a 
you know, an English Nazi of, you know, I mean, I want my, what I write to be correct and accurate and spell check properly and, you know, and yeah. proper tenses and all and proper use of the words. Um, but I've also come to respect that, okay, you know, people who grew up in a different neighborhood had different idioms and different ways of speaking. There's nothing wrong with it. Is it, is it the Queen's English? No. But is it wrong? No. Okay. You know, it's okay. There's a whole lot of other things in the world that are different than the way I have my life and that's okay. So why not this, you know? And so when I was a pastor, I was preaching one time and I used the word irregardless in the sermon. Oh boy. <laughs> and this was at a college university church. A woman came through the line and said, there is no word such as irregardless. I said, yes, sir. She said, no. She lived about two blocks away. She goes home, gets her dictionary, comes back and says, see, it's not there. So being passive aggressive. And I love that about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dictionary. I went to her door. So I just want you to know it is in the dictionary. Well, that's wrong. And she goes to the front. It was a Webster dictionary. Went to the front. See, this was published after. And she went to the publishing date. She said, there's too many words that are going in their English language that don't belong there. I said, irregardless, I did use it. <laughs> well, Larry, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to leave the gender and race issue uh, alone, but I know as a man of faith, you may have some, some opinions that you've either not shared or not said. Anything you want to address? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think everybody has an opinion. And you know, uh, there was a uh, yeah, <laughs> opinions not right or wrong in that. But when I hear you say, "Well, that let's use these they the gender," and I'm going, why do I want to change my terminology and address everyone that same way when you know there I run the risk of of people questioning that as much as I would the other. And I think I, I, I have, I'm challenged by trying to, I think we, there's such a need to address a minority of anything, but we don't do that by trying to spread it to the majority as a whole. So I don't know that we fix that situation by trying to use, you now gender neutral pronouns for everyone. I don't, it, I just have a hard time saying, I don't think that's a fix. Fair enough, uh, but do you remember, I think that you and I are old enough to remember when we were training in the English language, everything was masculine pronoun. Yes. Right? And, then yes. We, and then we went through the, yeah. a feminist way where we stopped saying he yeah. about everyone and we said S slash he yeah. or he, she or he or she or people, yeah. remember that transition? Yeah. Now, fair enough, that was for 51% of the population. Yeah. So, you know, that was a big mess. But um, <laughs> you know, in this case, you're talking about a, a very clear minority of the population. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's not a better move to include people, even if they're... I, I suspect that the answer is probably going to come somewhere along the line. This is just my projection, is that we're going to have to be more multilingual. You know, I mean, I've, I remember realizing when I was learning French in high school that, crap, 
every word has a gender attached to it. Yes. It's a lu yeah. or a la. And, and I got to learn all those. Everyone, you probably should have said mayor. Everyone, <laughs> everyone but English. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I think we're, we're it's a, again, it's a cultural transition uh, yeah. that, you know, this, the LGBTQ community is getting a voice like it's never had before. And they're yeah. taking advantage of it. And I don't blame them. Um, you know, and well, there's two things I've noticed watching TV. Uh, uh, first of all, that uh, black and white living together, assuming their husband and wife, or whatever, is more more visible. Now. Seems to be yes. Yeah. And we saw a commercial. My wife and I just last week, where two men kissed each other in yeah. the commercial. Mm -hmm. Willie Grace, Willie Grace was the big watershed. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and you see. Uh, same-sex holding hands or doing things in the commercial, um, in other words, to sell things. And uh, we had some guests over, and their comment was, gee, I wonder who they're targeting in their commercial. I mean, you tend to think that young, fast cars are for younger people, and are, it's just for gays and lesbians. Or trans That's, those are supers. Oh, yeah. Love is love. For the gay community. Yeah. Um, let's, anything else that you want to say? I know that I... Was intended. No, I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how our society works through this. Does and I don't think that I'm not going to say a right or wrong with that, but I think there's going to be a certain amount of population. It's like I heard once where you know this couple said, "Well, we've had a child as a boy or girl. Well, we don't know yet. We're going to wait till about six or eight months to see how they identify." I don't understand that from my own perspective. I just don't understand that. If it's, you know, I think it can be very confusing to people. If some, if a child comes to me and says, I feel this, then deal with it. Mm -hmm. By all means, deal with it, be open and, and, you know, and accepting and supportive of that. But I think we can push it really hard the other way when we think that, every, you know, if, if, if I was to do it like the way they seem to want to do it, that every child that's born, I'm not going to call them more girl until they tell me later on. Thanks for hanging out with the Trailblazers of Coaching. Who's a coach or leader you know that needs to hear or see these episodes? Share it with one person today. We believe everyone is capable of success and is entitled to living a healthy, powerful, loving, and adventurous life. And we know that becomes even more possible through the power of coaching. We hope you enjoyed this episode, learned something, and you join us again. Maybe one day you will also become a trailblazer of coaching.